It's, uh, oh, it's something. <laughs> wow. Room motherfucking podcast. My name is Darian. I have returned. I am still in quarantine. Miss hmm. Monica is here. She doesn't give a shit about quarantine. No, I don't. Buddy is not here. He does give a shit about quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I don't want nothing to do with you filthy bastards. You're not this right? week anyway. I don't blame him. Uh, I took a shower three times this week, I think. Mm-hmm. And why bother, man? Why bother? I'm working a three-day work week, four days off. Oh, yeah, I know. You, you're, what are you doing? Like twelve hours a day? Nine <laughs> yeah, days a and I still shower every day. I should. I should, but why bother, Monica? Why bother? Why bother getting out of your pajama pants? I don't know. I found it very offensive that somebody posted that shit on there on Facebook. What that, shit? Uh, something about if your chick doesn't shave while you're at home, it means she never cared about you. Bullshit. I shave all the time. It's for me. Yeah. Not for anybody. No, yeah. And uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'd rather, I mean, I'd, I'm glad that my wife shaves, but if she yeah. didn't, that means that she has given up on life, <laughs> and that means she's not going anywhere, and I like that part. Okay. And like, if all of a sudden she's, like, doing stomach crunches and uh-huh. shaving her forearms, yeah. I got to raise an eyebrow and be like, what are you doing, sweetie? Oh. Who are you trying to impress? Okay. You know what I'm saying? What if we're just doing it for ourselves? Well, I mean, that's okay. <laughs> but if, what I'm saying is if, if she normally doesn't, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden she starts plucking her eyebrows and like getting her toenails done. Right. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. What's going on? Hmm? What, did some hot dude move in a couple doors down? Is that what's happening? She wants to look good for you. Not for me. (laughs) She didn't give a shit about me two weeks ago, Monica. (laughs) Well, now she's got time on her hands. Ah, She's got a hot guy two doors down is what she's got. Don't fool me with that shit. (laughs) Buddy is not here, inmates. I apologize for that. Um, He is... uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I think uh, something with the thing. I don't know what he's he's up to. Yeah. I can tell you that he does not have COVID-19. No. I, I'm comfortable and confident in saying he is uh, COVID-19 free mm-hmm. in 93. So, uh, Monica, what's up with you, baby doll? You brought us um, You brought us uh, Four loco Black. Yes. Now, let me tell you. Yes. I don't... I, 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 I like this, uh-huh. but I do take one issue with this. What? You bring this into my house. Uh-huh. I usually get about halfway through it before the end of the show. Yeah. Now, I've committed myself this week. I'm going to drink the whole thing. Okay. The problem I have is that every time you bring Four loco Black in, <laughs> yeah. after you go home, there's like a Four loco Black odor in this room. Really? It, yeah, it's like a strange... Is it the malt liquor smell? 
I don't know. Maybe that might be it. What maybe. It, it's got like a battery acidy kind of... Um, <laughs> It, it feels. It smells like somebody came in here. It smells like you were at the Jub Jub's uh, club all night long. No, that's that's more of a weed and stale beer smell, which is fun. Which is something I miss right now. To be honest with you, yeah, I miss the smell of a of a public of a weed stale beer public mm-hmm. gathering. But no, this is more of like a. Um, like somebody put on too much Old Spice and then tried to cover it up with one of those car uh, oh, okay. trays that you put on your mirror. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like yeah. That's that's what I feel like. It it just lingers in this room a little bit. You know. Okay. I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna drink this whole thing before the show's over. I'm gonna apologize in advance for any slurring or either. Uh, I know I'm already fucked up. Are you? I'm, I don't know how the parole officer had three of these. Dude, he is a goddamn You're maniac. Crazy. He is a maniac. All right, alcoholic. All right, enough about <laughs> us and our personal problems and our parole officers. Uh, we got uh, horror news, listener mail, all kinds of fun stuff to talk about this week. Let's jump right into some horror news. Miss Monica, who's shaking her head because she left her book at home. <laughs> and I told her not to do that anymore. Horror news. Hey, why don't I take this one? Good. I totally <laughs> left it on my bed because, you know, fine. I was writing in it last night. Yeah. And then when I woke up and I got ready to scramble out of the house because Tuesdays are always a long day for me. Me too. I'm like, fuck. I left my book, dude. But I got my clues. Um, well, here's the here's the good news. Yes, everybody is in complete lockdown. Good. So <laughs> whatever horror news I'm about to read is probably the same shit you had written down, and they already read it too. They probably <laughs> already read it somewhere because fucking there's no, dude, nothing else to there's do. There's nothing going on, man. I'm Bring sorry. it on. Uh, are you are you one of these vinyl collectors? You collect the vinyls, do you? Oh no, but I got a pretty good '80s collection. What cassette tapes? I have oh my god, I have like four hundred cassette tapes, but I have records too. Okay, yes. Uh, Resident Evil Four soundtrack is going to be released on oh. vinyl now. Not the movie, the video game. The video game. The movie. Uh, what was four? Extinction. Uh, Afterlife. Which I, one was that one? I don't fucking know, man. I quit oh. watching them after part two, to be honest with you. Okay. Because after that, they got pretty goddamn stupid. Isn't that the one with the boat? I feel like it's the one with the boat. I think so. The one where they tried to bring Chris Redfield in. Which one was he? Um, He was the cop. He was... Uh, I just have I to know, was it the one with the boat or when they tried to... Stay on the boat to no, I think stay it, alive. I think it was the one with the two skyscrapers, and they were both. There was like two groups living on the upper floors of the skyscrapers, and then Mia Jovovich crashes the plane into into one of them. Oh, okay. I think that, that one was, was four. four? I think, okay, I think hmm. so. I want to say right. that was afterlife. Oh, we'll have to look it up. Ah, who gives a shit? I don't even care anymore. Uh, how about this? You can what? watch Stephen King read the first chapter of his new book, If It Bleeds, on YouTube right now. Oh. There's something cool about that. Okay. I mean, you, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but having the author read his own work in his own voice, I think there's something cool about. No, you're right. 
Because I think I would enjoy something like that instead of me reading it. Yeah. I would enjoy listening to somebody else. Um, I'm going to halfway agree with you. Yeah. Uh, listening to somebody else is one thing. Mm-hmm. There, I, like, I do the audi- aud- audible. They have to have a good voice, though. That's the goddamn problem. If, like Castlevania, if you don't have it, I don't want to hear it. Let me tell you something. There's a book. Bu- there's a book. I believe it's called The Haunting of Hill. No, it is. It's called The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's the basis from which the TV show and the various movies have been have been made. And I have tried repeatedly to listen to it on Audible, but the 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 lady that reads it has to be at least ninety five years old. Oh God! And she has one of these. Um, British accents? No, no, Please no, 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 no. Oh. It's, it's that weird thing that old late that old people do where they over enunciate words for no reason. Oh, she then waved goodbye to the oleanders and said adieu as she got into her car. Okay, it, dude, it. I, I mean, it, it wasn't all that exciting of a book to begin with, but. She just drove me crazy with the fuck with the fucking voice. I couldn't take it. I know what you mean. I I couldn't do it. B- there is somebody I know. I won't mention the name, but when I hear her talk, I always think, "Am I speaking wrong kind of English?" Because she will do the same thing, like uh, like the word "button," mm-hmm. just "button." And when I listen to her say it, it's like "button," yeah. and I'm like, oh, "Yeah, overpronounce the T's." Why do you have to say "button" like, or "bet"? Her Button, and I'm like, better. why do you? Drives am I talking bad English or is that the way you're supposed to talk? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I just it just irritates me. I can't handle it. Uh, I got some bad news for you, baby doll. What does the name Philippe Nehon ring any bells? French guy. Well, I don't know. You've seen a movie called High Tension. Yes. He was the bad the the sword. bad guy. Yes. The killer. Yes. Oh, okay. He, did he die? He did. Oh. Eighty-one years old. <laughs> He had a good run. Yeah, he had a good run. He non, had a great movie. Non-COVID related. He had a goddamn heart attack. Oh, okay. That's it. Well, it happens. It does. He is 81 years old. Yeah. I'll ca- I'll, if I make it to 81, <sighs> boom. yeah, look out for that. Uh, I got some more good news for him. Uh, HBO has ordered a Shining, quote unquote, a, a series based on The Shining. It's going to be entitled The Overlook. Oh, yay. Yeah. What do you mean, oh, yay? That was a sarcastic oh, yay. I'm looking forward to it. It sounds good. Well, yeah, for Shining fans, that's awesome for you guys. Okay. Yeah. Name me one series that HBO has done that's been bad. I can't think of a single one. I, I can't remember. I quit having HBO, but the last good one I watched was Hung. Hung was great. Oz was fantastic. Oz was beautiful. Sopranos was Sopranos superb. was great. Uh, yeah. What else? Deadwood, for Christ's sake. Deadwood, that's right. They have not made a bad TV show, ever, I don't think. Yeah, Game of Thrones like I, blew everybody's fucking mind. Yeah, there was a lot Which you refuse to watch, Game and I don't understand why. <laughs> I'm, I'm psyched for it. The okay. Overlook, dude. Hmm. The Overlook. Here's what I hope, though. If you're going to... You got to go Stanley Kubrick. Right. Okay. Well, you got to go. You got to use that overlook. Uh-huh. You can't go to the Stanley Hotel because, and call it the Overlook. That's going to be weird, okay. especially now that the Stanley Kubrick overlook has been used in Doctor Sleep. Mm. I feel like that is now the Overlook Hotel. Okay. Which was at that hotel is actually in Oregon. 
Wow. We should go up there. Where is it in Oregon? Um, I don't know. Nurse Nicole knows where it is. I'll have to look it up. It is, it's, it's still there. From the outside, it looks exactly the same. Still has the same edge maze and everything. Huh. Yes. Let's do it. Well, we can't because goddamn, we're on quarantine, Monica. Okay. I'm going there this weekend, so I might drive by. Okay. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll, I believe it's, it's, I think it's somewhere on the coast, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, Joe Bob Briggs. Mm-hmm. Last drive-in. Yes. You know it? Yeah. You love it? Yeah. Love it. How would you feel? Lick about- it. Lick it. Get, fucking lick it, man. Darcy the male girl, I'll lick her till she uh, slaps me with a uh, lawsuit. Um, how would you feel about another co-host, just for the season premiere, stepping into that? Now, hmm. now that, 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 hear me out. Mm-hmm. You you haven't heard who the new co-host no, is. No, I'm waiting. Are you excited? Are you excited so far? Yeah, I'm okay. I don't have an issue with it. Chris Jericho. Oh. Chris Jericho, Monica. He's going to be hosting, co-hosting the season premiere, which is this Friday, by the way, of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. What do oh, you think of that? Okay. You don't like Chris Jericho. I can I can see it in your face. I hated Chris Jericho as a wrestler because he was to. a yeah. cocky little fuck. You're supposed I to. I like his music. I love his. Fuzzy, I like. I love it. I like his personality. I listened to him on XM. Me too. So he's fine. Okay. Yeah. He, I just didn't realize he was like a horror movie dude. He's. I've. I've heard him drop some horror knowledge on the Sirius XM show. Okay. I, I have a slightly better idea. What. I if 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 it was my call to make if I was uh-huh. Joe Bob Briggs and I got to look for my own co-host, I think I might just have to go with Zach Taylor, Slipknot. Oh, okay. He has got he he mm. is on our level of of horror dorkiness. Okay, you know what I'm saying that would be better. I yeah, think- I want somebody who isn't a horror movies. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like Chris Jericho is, but I feel like Zach Taylor, mm-hmm. he's on like a podcaster horror doofus level. Got it. Like us. That would be better. But mm. if the two of them got in a fight, I feel like Chris Jericho could probably <laughs> kick the living snot out of Zach Taylor. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, he, he, uh, he's a little chubbier these days. He is, but goddamn, man. <laughs> Did you see that uh, steel cage match with The Rock? <laughs> Woo! All right, that's all I got on the horror news. You left your book at home. Let's jump right into some video. I did have one news that I was upset about. I was very upset. Okay, hold on. So, we know Ben Barnes, the Punisher. Yeah, of course. Dorian Gray. He just recently emerged from lockdown with none other than no, this no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. married woman. Okay. I will give you that. Married woman. All right. Hold on. A married woman. Well, it's not. I know it's not Demi Moore because she, mm. in a weird twist of fate, yes. has locked herself down That's very weird. with Bruce Willis. Yes. <laughs> I'll lock myself down with either one of them. Um, a married woman. Yes! I feel like it's going to be somebody older than him. I feel like I'm I'm feeling like a uh no. She's a bitch. We've watched her. She's made one horror movie and it wasn't even that great. It's not Emma Roberts. No. Okay. You say bitch and I run, start going through my Rolodex of Monica's bitches, <laughs> which is quite extensive I might add. She's very popular on a TV show on ABC. Selena Gomez. No. Okay. That would be even better if oh, it was no. not this woman. All right, who is it? Ju- oh, uh, Julia Huff. Is that her name? 
Oh, from yeah. Dancing with the Stars and yeah. Curves. Yes, Curves. Yes. No, she is married. Who's she married to? It's just some dude. Well, then that's probably why she shacked up with uh, Ben Barnes. <laughs> He's a handsome devil, man. Yes, and I'm not very happy with him now. Why? Well, when he did emerge, he looked like a re- really retarded dork. Dude. He had on gray sweats, right? That's what's going down. No, no, no. And black socks pulled up. You do not do that as a man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yesterday, I cut my own hair. That's okay. And look at my head, for Christ's sakes, Monica. You think I want to look Lesson like this? Lesson one, never wear black socks and pull them up. Okay. You can wear ankle socks. Cholos do that. Don't they? Sometimes. <laughs> they wear white socks. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't realize there was a difference. That's that's like suicidal tendencies cool. Okay. But when a good-looking dude, and you're wearing like sweats that are cut off, okay. and you pull your black socks up. Okay, you just lost it all. This <laughs> is a new reality that we're living in. We're coming out of quarantine for Christ's sakes. Guys are going to be putting on weight, uh, and that's fine. I am running like a madman because I have nothing better to do with. My I know time. you're super skinny right now. Yeah. I yeah. have nothing better to do with my time. I'm running. I know things about the people in this neighborhood that they don't even know. Because all I do is run laps around the neighborhood, Monica. And you're like, oh look, what who's oh, that visiting her oh, house? Oh, Mrs. Anderson is out. Hmm. Yeah. That car's been parked there for a while. Let me do another lap and see if it's still there. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's how it's going down. All right, dude. Ben Barnes, dude. She's a hot piece of ace. That Juliana Huff. I'm just saying. We we all saw a curve. It was great. She's she's got a good body. Oh, an amazing body. Just cut the head off. Good body. I <laughs> I get it. I'm not gonna kick her out of bed. We know you wouldn't because she has short hair. And that's something that I'm into. <laughs> we got some listener mail. You kinky bitch. Yeah, let's get to listener mail. The warmer it gets, the worse it gets. Oh, that's true. That's why I'm trying Listener to listener mail. Hey, we got uh, emails and voicemails and all kinds mm-hmm. of fun little things coming at us. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, t- Tony Toon mm-hmm. coming. He hit you up on the uh, the personal. Yes. Line. What did he have to say? He said, "You are frozen." That was an easy one. That was an. E- <laughs> I had it before you left the room last week. And uh, that's, that's you know, that's an easy one. It's a layup, dude. Uh, why don't we start off in Sydney, Australia. Here comes our main man, Tim. Hi, Tim. Horror for Dummies podcast. You know it. You love it. You're listening to it right now on the <clears throat> Padded Room Network subject line. hey And another baby. Another baby coming at him. You believe that? He's going to have You guys, three. stop having sex over there. Keep having sex, you for Christ's sake. having too much sex. We need more Australians in the world, <laughs> I feel like. Hey, guys, long time no talk. I know that's my fault. This virus bullshit has hit Australia, and my mind has been all over the place. So, Miss Monica, you are the movie Frozen. <laughs> Not the Disney animated one that I've seen 10,000 times, but the Adam <laughs> Green directed film. Dude, I can probably rattle off all the songs from Frozen right now. My <laughs> daughter has drugged me through the Frozen mud. Oh. And now my mom just bought Frozen 2 oh. on, Blue, on Blu-ray for her. So, yeah. I'm sorry. It's... Ooh. Oof. 
I remember that when I was a kid. My drug of choice back then was aliens. Uh-huh. And I realized I'm not a, I wasn't a normal kid, but I would I could pretty much recite aliens from front <clears throat> to back. Mm-hmm. So but the ability to just watch the same movie over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, at some point, we lose that, right? Because yeah. like I, even now, I, like I watched a great movie this week, and I was like, that was great. I'm going to watch it again sometime in a week or three from now. I don't know, but not right now. I have to say the one movie I had to watch like every day for seven years yeah. was... Um, uh, what's it called? The Dirty Dancing. Oh, my God. You and my mom. Oh. My mom bought the, the uh, speaking of cassette tapes, a cassette tape that she had to bang all the time, the Dirty oh. Dancing soundtrack. I had <laughs> the time of my life, and I owe it all to you. Oh. Yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> have you seen that, that Facebook clip of Patrick Swayze dancing with the cat? No. Where him and his friends, it's basically a Dirty Dancing movie, but they took Jennifer Grey out of the movie and put a cat in there instead. (laughs) It's that scene where him and his friends come dancing down the aisle. I have not seen that. And they're all doing that, and then the cat runs up, and he picks up the cat, and he starts spinning. Oh, God, I'll have to just Google it. I will send it to you. Uh, So, Miss Monica, you are the movie for the Netflix Disney. Uh, Darian, I don't know why you don't like Adam Green. If I may watch his film, Digging Up the Marrow, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Girls with Balls was not as bad as I thought going in, but still, it's not a film I'll ever watch again. Hope you guys are all good and healthy. Much love to you all, team. Thanks, Tim. Thanks a lot, Tim. You are the best, my man. I love that guy. And his wife. But not in the weird mm-hmm. in the weird uh my no. car is gonna be parked outside of their house in a, that not in that kind of a way. But if my car is parked outside of their house for a while, just don't Well, it's because we drank too much and we had a just, sleepover. Just don't even worry about it. Just go on about your business. Everything's fine. <clears throat> Here comes uh from Tokyo, Japan, it's Lonely Bob. Lonely Bob. Subject line super dark times movie. Hey, Padded Room crew. For what am I watching? I watch Super Dark Times on Netflix, as recommended by your Australian colleagues on their new show, Dead Picks on Netflix. Hadn't heard of it before, and it was really pleasant surprise. Without saying anything more to avoid spoilers, I'd recommend watching it. Maybe worth covering on a future episode. Hmm. Take care, Kevin at Lonely Bob. Bye, Kevin. I'll tell you what, Kevin. You just picked our immersion therapy for the week, since Buddy's not here. Super Dark Times it is. Super Dark Times. Available on Netflix. We'll get to that in Immersion Therapy. Uh, Let's see who else we got here. Here comes Lonely Bob coming in again. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's got a link here. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Subject line, how to do squats for beginners. Darian, and if you're in need of motivation to work out at home, look no further. Let me just hit this link. We're going straight to YouTube here. Uh, here's a ad for something with Jessica Alba. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what this is. Uh, Cultural. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's a Japanese lady. She's wearing some kind of a monotard. It looks like. Uh huh. And she's in a uh apartment. There you go. Yeah, get down there. Oh, now from the side. Look at that. Get down. Yeah. 
There you go, Kevin. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Lonely Bob, do you have a girlfriend there? I'm just curious. Lonely Bob is married. He's got like four kids, Oh, man. does he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. He just likes watching Japanese movies. You pervert. You have a wife and kid, Lonely Bob. Hey, he likes to stay in shape is what it is, Monica. (laughs) Jesus. You know? We're in a quarantine, for Christ's sake. I didn't know that Lonely Bob was married. Yeah, you got to stay in shape during a quarantine. You got to find some workout videos and stuff. Hey, thank you very much, Lonely Bob. (laughs) She has quickly become my new favorite virtual workout coach. See, he's just trying to stay in shape, man. Okay. What, do you think he's beating off to this or something? (laughs) That's my job. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got a voicemail here. Uh, This one comes to us from... From Alabama. You're exactly right. Uh Uh-huh. Here he comes. The man, the myth... The legend. The legend... The essential worker. Rick Flair. Woo! Woo! What's up? What's up, Alan? It's the butt Satan and the 666 shooters of people that call into your show. I love it. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing good. So far, so good. I've never seen Alone in the Dark. I never wanted to. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, I wonder if y'all survived it. Uh, Anyway, y'all are talking about following people home. Yeah. That's crazy, because um, I know one time this dude that you that I was friends with was friends with this other dude. Okay. And the other dude wanted to kick my ass. Yeah. And a friend told him where I lived. Okay. And the other dude showed up to kick my ass. All right. And I just remember looking at him and going, great, I'm going to find out what people taste like tonight. <laughs> so the other dude left all scared and shit, because told me I was not eating. Right. I was also holding machete when I told him that. Yeah, don't follow people home, because you never know what the fuck you're going to encounter. Anyway, I hope everybody's doing good. I'll talk to you later. Woo! Bye. Bye, Alan. Bye, Alan. See, what you do, Alan, you follow somebody home and you find out where they live. Mm-hmm. You don't follow them home, like... For, for them to know that yeah, you're following. Yeah, don't let them know that no. you're following home. So, okay. You do it casually. So, there was a guy, mm-hmm. I told the story last week, I think, that was driving like a real dick. And he got in front of me, and I don't really care, and he didn't really cut me off or anything, but he's just flipping everybody off and honking his horn, uh-huh. cutting everybody else off. He lives at the apartments right down the hill from me. Uh-huh. So I followed him. He had a very distinct license plate. It was as oh, okay. douchey as you could imagine. That's why I don't do personalized anymore. Me neither. <laughs> I, which I should probably take all those running stickers off the back of my Jeep. But uh, I found out where, like, the apartment that he... The apartment building that he lives in. Uh-huh. And then I came home casually, filled uh-huh. up my uh, a garbage can full of dog shit. Uh-huh. He, he drives a big truck, as you would expect. And then later that night, about 10, 11, 30 at night, I went down there and filled up the back of his truck with all the dog shit from my backyard. Okay. Quiet, clean. Well, clean for me, not for him. And uh, hopefully he learned his lesson and not be a fucking asshole on the road. Now, I would like to think... That he just had to take a shit, and that's why he was driving like an asshole. Right. But that doesn't excuse him flipping everybody off. No. And honking his horn if you take more than a sixteenth of a second to hit the gas at a green light. Right. All right. So. I took my laxative the other day, and I had to, like, go, right? So I'm, like, I'm to that point where I'm sweating, and I'm, like, oh, my God, just fucking go! 
See, now that's how that's how I know somebody has to take it. If you're driving like an asshole. But I didn't. I didn't flip anybody off. I was just like, that is the oh difference. my God, just go already. That's the difference, okay? <laughs> if you're in a hurry and you got to get around me, by all means, go around me. But when you take the time to roll your window down and flip me off, no. that tells me you're not in a hurry and you don't have to take a shit. You're just no. being a fucking asshole. Yeah, you're just an asshole. Okay, now you're going to get a and, truck bed full and of dog shit. And let me tell you, you don't even need to do that, Darian. All you do is smash up a spark plug. Okay, what does that do? And when you flick the spark plug piece at somebody's windshield, mm-hmm. it shatters their windshield. So you don't even have to go that far. So what are you saying, like in traffic? No, if you want to get even with them. Well, a buddy of mine. Just smash it up with a hammer yeah. and take the piece and flick it. Yeah. It shatters glass instantly. A buddy of mine, <laughs> when, back in my Harley riding days, used to keep uh, a bunch of ball bearings in his breast pocket. Oh, uh-huh. And when somebody would you know, cut him off or something, he would just get in front of them, take one of the ball bearings and just right out of the breast pocket and oh. it would basically turn into a bullet at 65 miles an wow. hour. Wow. It's so, very interesting. Yeah. But see, the spark stuff. plug is easier because yeah? you can do it when their car is parked. Oh, okay. And you could just be like driving by or running on your run and just... I kind of like my dog shit idea, yeah. though, because I got okay. to be like a ninja that night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like did like a, a reconnaissance of his vehicle, and then I checked the blood and looked for cameras, and then I had to quietly dump it in without waking anybody up and then i made my escape is you know was, i think i um i think i was like 38 when i did that so it was like hearkening back to my 16 year old days when i was a a bit of a terror i have to tell you one night we didn't have spark plugs and we were doing like a a ride by by this guy's pickup that we didn't like yeah and we kept picking up rocks to like shatter his windshield mm-hmm. It would not break that damn windshield. So finally, we all like three of us got off our bikes. <laughs> finally, it broke. Jesus. You yeah. put some effort into that, huh? Oh, yeah, we did. All right. Uh, not to include any more petty larceny. That was yeah. it on the listener mail, my dear. Do you have anything for Alan, Tim, or Lonely Bob? Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Lonely uh, Bob, I would like a video on ab workouts, please. If, Not squats. If you can find one from the same young lady, yeah. that would be excellent. I don't need a bigger ass. I need a tighter stomach. Thank you. And I need to see her in some kind of a midriff situation. That's, <laughs> He's like, can she do one with leg lifts? I mean, <laughs> is it like a pec workout where she wears like a tighter sports? I don't know. Whatever whatever you want to send us, Lonely Bob. I am going to uh, save that to my private file folder and that's what uh that's what's going to happen are you ready to go live on the yes Money yes Michael? let's get going should we get going on the, uh alone in the dark alone in the dark oh for fuck's sake
short. I don't want to make it any shorter. What is that there inside? It's fused to his nervous system. Army! Drop your weapon! On the ground, now! I said drop your fucking weapon! How many more are there? That's right, inmates. We are talking about Alone in the Dark. This one's from 2005, mm-hmm. written and directed by yes. the Uwe Boll. Here in Uwe Boll month uh, in the padded room. Stars. The What's inc- up with the captions? Hey, parole officer. It's a new thing. Yes. For some reason on Facebook, we're now closed captioned for the hearing impaired. Yes. And so that is awesome. Enjoy it mm-hmm. because uh, we do a lot of slurring. <laughs> and this might clear a few things up. <laughs> Facebook picked up on it. So they're helping us out. <laughs> These two drunk fuckers. Nobody knows what the hell they're talking about all the time. So we're going to go ahead and help them out. Yeah. Uh, this one stars the incomparable Christian Slater. The still attractive in 2005, Tara Reid and Stephen Dorff. Um, Monica's, one of Monica's many film star boyfriends, Stephen Dorff, who I believe is all of 5'7", we said, 5'6". 5'8". 5'8". He's up to 5'8 now. He's a, he's a big... One website said 5'7", one said 5'8". He's fine. But Christian Slater does have him beat. But he's 5'9". Christian five Slater's nine. a solid 5'9". <laughs> A, a confirmed 5'9". Yeah, we're the same height. So you and Christian Slater? Yes. Okay. Now I have a I have a Christian Slater measuring yeah. stick that I'm going to I'm going to go to. Oh, the Red oh, Queen is in wow. the house. Hi What's there. up Red Queen? Uh, you see what I did here, Red Queen? This is because your services were unavailable. <laughs> and I had to do it my goddamn self. Um uh, sister was cute back then. Oh, oh Slater. Uh I agree. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to be Christian Slater so bad. What, in Heathers? Yeah. That was uh, Heathers, Young Guns 2. Dude, I used to stand in the mirror and squint at myself for no, no reason. I'd get the, get the, the Christian oh Slater Oh, my squint. God. <sighs> you know, I don't know. Um, anyway. <laughs> you know, just to get off subject real yeah. quick. So Christian Slater was always compared to Jack Nicholson. Absolutely. With the squinting thing. The squinting and the cadence of his voice, yeah. Yes, but now somehow Leo like took over that. The more he's getting older, the more he's looking like Jack Nicholson. Have you noticed well, that? Well, I get, I get that. But Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. I feel like, is just, he is Jack Nicholson. Yes. And you know what you're going to get. Great, great is the Joker. Great is the Devil. Oh, uh, uh, Witches of Eastwick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 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 great in those weird kind of roles. But yes. he's still, you know, Jack Nicholson because well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and Christian Slater's pretty much the same way. But he just does that weird squinting for no reason. Yeah, you're right. And David Arquette, he does the same shit, but he kind of adds like um. a weird kind of cringe all of a sudden. Yeah, he's just dorky. It's weird. Nah. But back then, man, with the, the... We'll give it to Christian Slater. I would say mm-hmm. 
I think Jack. If, if you if you got to look at the the acting perspective and the the full catalog, I go Jack Nicholson. But enough about that. We're mm-hmm. we're in New Way Bowl yes. month here. Yes. Let's get back into this shit sandwich of a movie. Mm-hmm. So um, we get this very long. This is a bad sign right from the get go. We get this very long uh, preamble about um, the Akambi. Uh, people and there was a lost civilization somewhere in South America and uh, there was like there's a like a kind of like a men in black outfit of the US government that's sent to study these things and take care of paranormal threats as they come up mm-hmm. unit 713 yeah and uh, there was a, a doctor that was um, performing experiments within unit 17. 713, but then he broke mm-hmm. off and he uh, just started abducting orphans and conducting experiments on them. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, dude, that's a bad sign right from the get go. Now, bear in mind, this movie is based on a video game, okay? And I've never played the video game myself, but giving us this much information in a scrolling text during the opening credits, it's, it's worked one time, and that was in Star Wars. And some would argue that it didn't actually work out that well. But this is what we're getting here. Mm-hmm. Like half the movie is summed up in this preamble that we didn't we all, all it is is somebody reading us this message. So that's what we got. And was the voice Christopher Lambert? It could have been. I felt and like easily, it was Christopher Lambert. Easily could have been. I don't know. It's not it's not credited. Oh. But uh so that's where our story picks up. And then we cut to 22 years previous to the story mm-hmm. where we have all right th- this I'm going to tell you right now this movie is action packed with plot holes and I don't want to take a fat dump on this movie but it's not a good movie okay and I'm not going to pick it apart I'm not going to do that I don't want to be that guy that picks movies apart I'm just going to point out a few things to you as we go all right so 22 <laughs> I'm just going to point out a few things 22 years previous to the start of this movie, we have a um, a uh, Catholic orphanage, okay? And out of nowhere, a guy shows up and he's like, hey, tells the, the excuse me, the head mistress, call the cops at 10 o'clock, tell them 20 of your students disappeared. And mm-hmm. she's like, why? And she's like, I'm going to take 22 of your students. Mm-hmm. Where are you taking them? I'm, t- I'm putting them on the bus. And she's like, oh, okay, uh. Uh, so that's kind of a weird thing, but as they're loading these kids on the bus, this weird bus, one of them just runs off. So now we've only got 19 of them. Connor, we haven't even started talking about sex. You gotta give us five minutes before we start talking. Give us a chance to start talking about sex before you tell us to stop talking about sex. Uh, regardless, one of these kids runs off and that's where kind of where our movie starts. Cause now we're going to jump 22 years into the future, present day where we have Christian Slater, mm-hmm. who is a paranormal investigator. Now let's talk about paranormal investigators for a minute. I've seen, I I'm friends with quite a few paranormal investigators, paranormal. Inve- most of them have day jobs. Uh, most of them work at like Seven Elevens and stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but really anybody can be a paranormal investigator. Christian Slater, on the other hand, is doing his best Snake Plissken impression throughout this entire movie. I would say he's got the duster, he's got the uh, black uh, tank top that he wears under the duster. Um, 
the duster kind of comes and goes throughout the movie, seemingly without reason. Um, he's in this movie. He does like some uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon esque kung fu, which is a bit suspect for a paranormal investigator. I have yet to meet a paranormal invest a real guy that claims to be a paranormal investigator that weighs under two hundred and twenty pounds. I'm just saying. I f- well, I feel okay. When we get more into the movie, when him and Steven Dorff meet, yeah, that's where I feel we kind of know his background. He is military. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. But for right now, he's just a paranormal investigator. Yeah. Now, he gets off a plane. Now, here's the fun part. Now, this is, this is a weird situation. The whole, like the geography of this movie and the, the timeline in which it takes place is bizarro. <laughs> But just bear with me here, because he gets off a plane, gets into a cab, driven by who? Brendan Fletcher. Absolutely. Yes. Our mass shooter from Rampage last awesome. week. Awesome. I love this about I love him. this guy. I love this guy. Here's, he keeps all his characters in the movie. And when you watch very good. UA Bowl movies, you'll mm-hmm. see these dudes keep flipping up, and they keep coming back for yeah. more movies, which is great. Black Four Loco, the best there in the night. What? Too much moderation? The best three in one night. Oh, yeah. I was telling Darian about your three in one night. Dude, I am like three quarters. I'm only halfway through. I am fighting my way through this. I'm going to have to buy like a pizza on the way home. (laughs) It's a good thing there's closed captioning on this one. By the way, look at the way the words are going. They're like flying by. I know. They're so fast. Like anybody's actually reading this. Um, so anyway, he gets off a plane. He gets into a cab mm-hmm. driven by Brennan Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's driving. Everything's cool. All of a sudden, another cab pulls out behind him. And this is where we get our very first of many nonsensical action sequences in this movie. So here comes another cab. And uh, Christian Slater, who is a paranormal investigator, is like, hey, there's another cab following us. You're You're... <laughs> You're a paranormal investigator. Why would anybody be following you? But anyway, more to the point, why would you notice that somebody's following you? Okay. I no, watch. No, 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 yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, so this, there's another, the guy driving the other cab. Oh, uh, Summer's in the house. What's up, Summer? Yeah, hi. Uh, comes by and smashes him, like, mm-hmm. in the back. And he's, like, rear-ending him. And they get into a little game of spy hunter with the cabs. Eventually, Brendan Fletcher has to pull over because he's like, my fucking cab. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Christian Slater gets out and we get a little kung fu sequence. And this part is all right, I guess. If you're into, I mean, 2005 <laughs> kung fu sequences where there's like a lot of floating in the air. Were you waiting for that song to play? No, the other one. Which one? Everybody was, was kung, kung fu. That's the same song. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much what happens. Uh, Christian Slater, who's a par- paranormal investigator with kung fu skills, <laughs> steals the cop from a gun. The the whoa, the cock gun- from a gun. Wow. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Four Loco. There you go, Connor. <laughs> steals the gun from a cop and does like a twirly move on him, and then goes hauling ass. This big guy, who I believe was played by Kevin Gage, uh, gets shot like five times, like three times in the chest, keeps coming, once in the knee. Eventually, 
the bullets don't stop this dude, by the way. Christian Slater does like a kick flip on him and impales him in a warehouse, and that eventually shuts him down. Okay. <laughs> now, we're not going to hear any more about this dude for about 40 minutes, but he's going to come back up, which is weird because you would think there would be like some dialogue attached to this guy at some point. What, Connor? I'm fine. Yeah, I know. The sex talk and the cock and the, all that. But that's. <laughs> I'm sorry. This dude. May, may I mention that I ran a 5K literally seconds before Monica got here to record this oh, show? Oh, yes. She was pulling up as I was. They were just getting Running here. into mm-hmm. the drive. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. And now, like. Okay, no questions asked, no cops called, despite the missing gun. Christian Slater goes back to his apartment, which is very 90s-esque and very picturesque for a paranormal investigator. Um, Have any of you guys seen The Room with uh, Tommy Wiseau? It's very similar to that one. You should watch that one. You'd you'd love it, but you'd hate it. Hmm. Um, So basically, Christian Slater lives in like a loft apartment, we don't know which city this this situation is taking place in because we're, we're going to be kind of all over the place. But at the same time, this movie seems to take place within like a three block radius. I felt uh, like it was New York. Could be. San, okay. Fran- San Francisco, also a possibility. Mm. It, it's got a bridge. There's a bridge pictured in the film. I don't know if that means anything. Um, so that's kind of weird. He goes and he crashes. Now we're going to cut to a museum somewhere in this exact same city where we're going to meet a very young, very attractive pre-facial uh, surgery Tara Reed, And she is playing a curator at this museum. And she looks pretty hot with her little nerdy glasses and her hair pulled back and her little, you know, all kind of looking professional like super hot. I thought I thought that she was pretty hot in this movie. She, she was hot in American Pie. I thought she was hot in this one. Like too. she already like her pants fit her. Her in pants this, fit her in this one. They were Are you tight. kidding? She had, They were like falling off of her. No. Like ladies that are watching, you she, know a size 0. These were like children's zero with a belt in this movie yeah i know but they were hot they fit her i felt like oh, God. okay well she i found her very attractive in this movie with her hair and a little this was her done. last movie of this looking is, yes, pretty yeah after this the like, surgery starts and it gets a little wacky like she got crazy after but this i thought she was pretty hot in this one she plays the curator <laughs> in a museum and uh, a mysterious box shows up from the museum. Now, it's worth mentioning that uh, during this fight sequence between Christian Slater and the cab driver, the cab driver is trying to take from Christian Slater this weird um, flower statue. Yeah. And we don't know what that is. Yeah. It, obviously, it has something to do mm. with paranormal something or other. Because apparently, he's not only a paranormal investigator, he's also an archaeologist. So that's exciting. Why do we keep going back to Johnny Depp? What What is this about Johnny Depp? I would fuck Johnny Depp any day. Stop talking about sex. Uh, nobody brought up Johnny Depp, Connor. So, Connor, it's funny you should bring Johnny Depp up because I swear to God, my dad was a player and I always say Johnny Depp and I look like brother and sister. I'll, sh- I'll send you the picture of I'll, us. I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. You think your dad got Johnny Depp pregnant? No, his happened. mom. Because Johnny his Depp's mom, mom is like Bobby Sue or Peggy Sue. 
Okay, I'm not going to uh, get into that. I will I show it's you quite Connor. possible. Maybe a DNA <laughs> test or something, something of that effect. Uh, regardless, uh, mm-hmm. Christian Slater has this artifact on him, and in this big scuffle, it got kind of broken, and we found out that there's a little piece inside that kind of telescopes out. Mm-hmm. It's got a bunch of funny uh, symbols on it, and he doesn't really know what it is. He's like looking at it through a microscope. Cut to Tara Reid. Uh, find out that her boyfriend, who yes. is Christian Slater, has gone missing for about six months, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know what the fuck is going on, but she just received a package from her boss, who is a Professor Lionel Hudgens that works there at the museum with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's, it's a box. She opens it, and she's like, I don't know. It looks like a bunch of crap. I don't understand what this is all about. Now we're going to cut to Lionel Hudgens. He is on a boat somewhere off the southern tip of Chile. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Just barely. He's somewhere off the southern tip of Chile. Okay. And uh, he has excavated from a shipwreck a solid gold coffin or box shaped like a coffin, I should say. He's all excited about this. He's like, this is the fucking thing that I've been looking for. It's going to be great. So the people on the ship, they get this thing aboard and the captain's like, oh, that goddamn thing is solid gold. Look at that. It's fucking whatever's inside has got to be even more valuable. And the professor's like, hey, dude, you don't want to open this box, man. Uh, Captain's like, fuck this old guy. Hit him with a shovel and throw him in the the room there. We're going to open this box anyway. Open the box. Uh, We don't really see what happens except that there's a lot of blood hitting Mm -hmm. the wall. You know, not unlike Hatchet (laughs) where there was spaghetti sauce hitting trees for no reason. Uh, it's very similar, although I don't think Victor Crowley actually had anything to do with what happened on the ship. Um, so that happens. Well, okay, bear in mind. Now, this is the fun part because we don't know, like, the congruity of the story or what's happening at what time. So we're led to believe that these two things are happening, like, simultaneously because the captain gets thrown into the uh, the weird deck of the ship he throws a latch and lets himself out to find out the entire crew has been murdered and there's yes. bloodstains all over everything. Now, immediately, immediately, mind you, we cut back to Tara Reed at the museum and he calls her and instead of saying, hey, uh, the captain punched me with a fucking shovel and threw me in the thing, instead, he just gives her an ass-chewing about <clears throat> opening the box that he sent her. So, okay, okay. Don't think about it. I'm going to have to assume <laughs> that um, I, I I can't actually I can't assume because the the <clears throat> congru the, like the storyline and the congruity of it follows a perpendicular story, which would mean that all this stuff is happening simultaneously. I can't say for sure. Hi, Dina. Hey, Dina. I don't know because we're going to jump all over the. F- fucking place with the storyline and there's so many goddamn plot holes that none of it makes sense in the end regardless that happened he's on a boat off the southern tip of chile supposedly this is happening simultaneously yes. calls uh tara reed to give her an ass chewing about the box and whether or not she opened it mm-hmm. and don't that, open it don't open it that was my call i took mm-hmm. the instruction said not to open it blah 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 uh, she's like, oh, gee, sorry. I just thought I would catalog it for you. I'm trying to do your job for you, by the way. Uh, uh, so Jake came in. Jake, came what's in? up, Jake? 
No, I came in have no idea what's happening. So Tara Reid was somehow involved in the murder. <laughs> um, Not it, yet. That Jake, that actually makes more sense than the movie. I like Jake's storyline <laughs> okay. more than the actual movie. So. Okay, well, anyway, I, I think we should just make a movie off of what Jake said. Well, oh, Tara Reid's box is cursed. We could just yes, fill it the, is. We could just fill in the <laughs> blanks for you, Jake, because the rest of the movie makes less sense than what you're saying. Ryan's in the house. What's up, Ryan? Hi, Ryan. Okay, so that's kind of strange. I mean, he just got, like, assaulted and thrown into a uh, cell on mm. a ship. You would think he would have more to say than an ass-chewing for Tara Reed. Right. Regardless, now we're going to cut to Tara Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's there working in her office late at night. Here comes... Hi, Courtney. Hey, Courtney's in the house. What's up, Courtney? Here comes Christian Slater, and he's like, hey. and she, Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, here's problem number two that I have with this movie. Two little people arguing? Um, No, it's not the arguing. (laughs) It's the writing involved with the movie, okay? So, here's the thing. Okay, earlier in the film, we were alluded to that uh, Tara Reid's boyfriend had just vanished for two months. Six weeks. It's obviously Mm -hmm. Christian Slater. Christian Slater comes in and she's like, oh my God, Eddie. And she runs up and kisses him and makes out with him. Then she punches punches him. him. I get that. That part makes sense. And he's like, I know, I'm sorry. And then he lays on this big story about how he was uh, tracking poachers against uh, in South America. And then he stumbled upon this... um, This relic. Artifact uh, smuggling ring and he was going to track them. And she's like, you know what? You didn't call. You didn't write nothing. And then he like shows her the little thing, and he's like, can you make anything out of that? Um, the 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 symbols there. And she's like, oh yeah, let me see what I can do. <laughs> Wait, this is this is the expression you get throughout the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, let me see. Let me see what I can do here. Mouth open. Oh. <laughs> So this this is happening at the museum, mind you, okay? So now I'm not I mean <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be I don't I don't want to be the dickhead here. And I'm trying really hard not to shit on this movie. But have you have you seen okay, have we have any of us seen The Room with Tommy Wiseau? If, I have not. Okay, if you there's a great it's it's one of those movies. It's so bad, it's so good. It's basically hmm. this part where uh, Tommy um, his girlfriend is uh, accusing him of beating her, and oh. then halfway through the scene, his best friend shows up. Uh-huh. So he's like, "I did not beat you." Oh, hey, Mark, how are you? Oh, and that's exact. That's pretty much exactly how this scene goes. Okay, you didn't call. You didn't write nothing. Oh, let me see what those symbols mean. <sighs> It's it's oh, it's bad writing is what it is. And somebody should have looked at this and been like, what the fuck are you doing? Tara Reid probably forgot her lines. What movie are you talking about? Jake, we're talking about Alone in the Dark from 2005. Um, you're probably right. Tara probably forgot her lines there. <laughs> they were like, you forgot 30 minutes of the movie there. Just keep rolling. We don't have a lot of film. Just keep going. We'll just figure it out later. Just go. Keep going. Uh, so that part was pretty stupid. And she, like, looks at the thing. She runs it under a supermarket scanner as if that's supposed to do anything. We're talking about Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark, mm-hmm. Jake, from 2005, written and directed mm-hmm. by Uwe Boll. 
who is known for your least favorite horror uh, video game adaptations. <laughs> this is probably one of them. So he's like, oh, okay, that's, uh, yeah, it's Scandinavian and Swiss and uh, Chinese. There's all kinds of weird shit on there. And she's like, yeah, man, this is kind of wacky. Then the lights go out there at the museum. And uh, all of a sudden the museum is turned into a very pretentious nightclub because here comes like all these flashing like nightclub lights <laughs> for no reason. There's Everything's going on and off. And everyone's Hi, like, hey, I'm about to get my boogie on. What the what? We get, hey, should we get out of here? And he's like, uh, yeah, we should. Let's. I don't know. This weird power outage thing. And uh, they're like, okay, yeah, let's get out of here. So him and her just start walking towards the door casually. Here comes our big monster thing. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into the monsters, mm-hmm. it's important to note that Christian Slater's character, um, what was the name, Carnsby, uh, was part of this twenty-child contingent. Uh, that seemingly vanished from an orphanage mm-hmm. and was thus experimented on by Unit 713 and mm-hmm. thus became this weirdo cult thing. Well, I wouldn't call it a cult. It's more no. like a sleeper cell situation. So when he opens the telescoping thing, all the other 19 kids in the cult, they go like a... And they all just go walking towards Christian Slater. Yeah. So now they're all converging on the museum and uh, they're, I guess I would call them mutants. I mean, zombies. What do you think? Uh, they look like zombies. Like the walk, yeah, like the Walking Dead. But they're fast. But they're not really like zombies. And there's a suspicious Asian one that suddenly is going to do kung fu for no apparent reason, <laughs> other than the fact that Yue Bowl is a racist. And you can look on YouTube. You can hey. I'm not fucking around. You can go on YouTube and look at his Rampage 5 didn't get kickstarted rant. He's dropping N-bombs and J-bombs and other F-bombs and all kinds of shit. So that being said, uh, one of them happens to be Asian. And uh, luckily, Unit 713... Yes, alone in the dark, Liz. You're exactly right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unit 713 has been like monitoring this because they have paranormal energy detecting equipment. And they're like, whoa, the museum... So they send in like a crash team of uh, commandos to break through the window. If you've seen the movie uh, The Relic, this is a shitty version of The Relic. Like the next 20 minutes is going to be The Relic, but not nearly as good. So we get like a crash team coming through the window and they've got, you know, car fives and boom, 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 boom. Now, this part is particularly silly because the lights go out. And, like, the the commando team is just shooting at, like, just shooting at stuff. Yeah. They would have killed each other in, like, 30 seconds flat because it, nobody can see anything. But we get, like, a cool Rob Zombie music video here where <laughs> Christian Slater finds a gun and Tara Reid finds a gun and they're all, like, ducking behind oh stuff. Oh, my God. Boom, 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 boom. And ba, 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 ba. I love how Tara Reid is just like a what a biologist, Absolutely. and all of a sudden but she knows how to she knows how to work this handgun and everything, blowing okay. stuff up, doing like kick flips, yeah. And- Combat rolls. You're like of- dying of anorexia, but you can manage to hold this gun. She had Whatever. a quarter of a tuna sandwich for lunch <laughs> that day, and that gave her all she needed okay. to kick some ass against invisible monsters with UV-protected bullets, which we're going to get into in two seconds. Yeah, and not a splat of blood on her not face. Not a chance. So, 
Uh, from there, the leader of, well, not the leader, but like a middle manager of U- Unit 713 mm-hmm. rolls in. guy by the name of Burke, played by her, top of her celebrity sex list, Stephen Dorf. 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 He is 5'7", ma'am. That makes him taller than a dwarf. Dwarf. Stephen Dorf. And I might add, if I had seen this movie before I shaved my head, I don't think I would have shaved it. See, oh the driving force of me shaving my head, ladies and gentlemen, was the amount of forehead space here. See, look at that. You could, I could sell ad space up here. But the amount of forehead space in this movie between Christian Slater and Stephen Dorf, dude, you could, you could plant farms. You could raise livestock on those foreheads. Stephen had a bigger forehead dude, than Christian. But he had long hair. He had longer hair. Oh, than he looked stupid with had, that curls. He had like a like a not a mullet, but like a full. It kind of it kind of rested. He back was here. like, "I'm still hanging on to my curls." Frosted tips, frosted <laughs> tips, ladies. Keep your panties you on. You know, as I'm looking at you, you know who you look like right now. This guy, right? Who? You look like the punk rocker. You know who I'm saying? I don't. Return of the Living Dead. Oh, suicide! Yes, that's who you are from right here. I'm looking at you. All you are missing is an earring. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, you think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life. (laughs) The hell's wrong with you, man? Put your fucking clothes on. That's who you look like. (laughs) I love it. I need the nose ring that connects to the ear. I mean, he was always my favorite. I don't know why he had to die so soon. I know. He was great. Uh, anyway, uh, so this whole fucking action sequence is nonsense. And I'm not going to waste your time with the, the kick flips and the explosions and all that stuff. Needless to say, Stephen Dorff, Christian Slater, mm-hmm. and um, Tara Reid get out. Mm-hmm. In the process, we find out that Christian Slater actually used to work for Unit 713 mm-hmm. as some kind of an operative, but he quit mm-hmm. because he didn't like the way things were being run. And um, mm-hmm. there's like a little bit of a tussle real quick where Christian Slater steals Stephen Dorff's ID badge. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting, but it does lead to a bit of a problem because in a minute, Christian Slater is going to reconnect with his buddy, who still works for 713, a guy by the name of Fish. And we're going to find out that for no apparent reason, hmm. Steve, uh, Unit 713 is conducting an autopsy on the cab driver that assaulted uh, Christian Slater at the beginning of the movie. That's not... It, all of a sudden, they have his dead body. And Quentin says that Stephen Dorff is on a new TV show. Is that true? Dorf I don't know. I don't have TV. Blade. In that new TV show he's on. What TV show? Oh, he was in Blade. He yeah, was, he was in Blade. He was but Deacon I don't know Frost. What TV show? My son is named after Deacon Frost. Oh, really? Or Deacon Jones, the linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. I like to. Th- I prefer to think of him as a vampire instead of a a uh, vampire. Would be better. Totally. I've totally forgot about Blade. Um, who was that? Clay. Clay. Uh-huh. Good catch. Uh, regardless, um, so it's kind of weird that 713 has just decided to perform an autopsy on this random cab driver. I know. But they did, and they found out he was an, mm. this is another plot hole, he is an ex-operative that disappeared 22 years previous. 
Okay, now we saw the cab driver at the beginning of the movie. Yes. He was not an old fella, and he did not look 22 years older than Christian Slater. No. In fact, he put a pretty good ass whipping on Christian Slater. So, again, I don't want to stickle for the details. I'm just saying that this is something that probably could have been looked at in the editing process. So, they do an autopsy on him, and they find this weird... um, Oh, deputy on Fox. Apparatus okay. attached to his spine. He His new show is Deputy on Fox. Oh, very cool. I have not have watched it yet. He probably plays the same character he played in Leatherface. That's what I was just thinking. Was not, it was pretty good, <laughs> I thought. All right, so that's kind of weird. And uh, Dorf finds out that Fish is talking to Slater, so he gives him mm-hmm. a ration of shit. And he's like, I want all the intel you got on Carnsby. He's some kind of a weirdo, and he's trying to get in, and he wants to know what we know about this whole shit. So that's great. Now, Carnsby, Christian Slater, goes back to his old orphanage because all of his ex-compatriots have gone bi- missing and mm-hmm. attacked him at the, uh, the fucking uh, museum there. So he's like, hey, he goes and talks to the old sister. The old sister's like, hey, sorry. Oh, look at you. You look great, man. And he's like, hey, what happened to everybody else around here? I don't know. They just kind of disappeared. But uh, mm. you came back, so you did all right. I assume they're fine, too. And he's like, oh, this is – she knows something, and she's not telling us. And we get this weird kind of 50s private eye um, kind of monologue, like voiceovers periodically, where he's like, I knew the sister wasn't telling me everything she knew. Need to – Everything that she knew, because mm-hmm. she gets that look in her eye when she's lying. I know it, knew it from when I was a kid. <laughs> it's kind of silly. And this, oh, God, this fucking movie. So, that's great. Now we go back to Christian Slater's apartment, where he just kind of collapses, because he's tired. Uh, apparently, uh, Tara Reed has, like, a key to the place, because she mm-hmm. just lets herself in, and starts, like, poking around. At what's going, you know, looking through all his artifacts and stuff. Cut back to the doctor, uh, Lionel Hudgens, who has managed to secure from a secret compartment inside the uh, the coffin. There's like a little rock thing that he pulls out of there, and he knew about the secret mm. compartment. So, mind you, according to this timeline, that happened the previous night. Okay, in the southern tip of Chile. Cut to the next night. He's right back there. So I don't know how he got there so fast because we're going to have another big shootout at Christian Slater's apartment. Apparently, Christian Slater actually owns that entire building because we're going to go up and down stairs and this is like a whole high-rise situation (laughs) and into the basement and up into the roof and there's like 25 guys and all the, like three or four of these fucking monsters and more zombies that come and attack. Mm. And we get another Rob Zombie music video of people doing kick flips and throwing grenades at each other. <laughs> these, uh, these Unit 713 guys, they look like they just stepped out of American Gladiators because they have the BMX pads on them, which aren't, are not going to stop a bullet, by the way, and definitely not going to stop a monster talon. Their As, outfits were pretty cool. They look cool, yeah. but they, it was it was a tactical black T-shirt that you can buy in a Hanes three-pack that is not going to stop a fingernail clipping. If somebody takes like one of these and then like one of those, it's going to go right through your shirt. Ow, shit. God. Did that hurt? Yes, it hurt. Did it break the skin? No, but it still fucking hurt. Don't throw finger... I'm wearing my tactical black T-shirt. Don't throw fingernail clippings at me. That's what these guys are wearing. 
with the BMX uh, chest protector thingy over it and mm-hmm. an American Gladiator's uh, helmet. So really, these guys are probably uh, ready for a handball match, not ready to fight monsters. So these guys naturally get their asses handed to them, although they are carrying car fives and they do a lot of shooting. And again, with the kick flips and the, you know, there's like a desk that gets thrown. I, I'm i not like too big into shooting, but when I see people shooting like machine guns with one Why hand, not? they're like, why I'm not like, do it? Wow, there's yeah. no kickback to that. No, I mean, there's supposed to be, but okay. in, like if it was a real uh, gun, I it was would just, be. Okay. No, That's but what I was wondering. my favorite is when they come out with two machine guns. Like that, like you're going to hit anything. Reg- regardless, it doesn't fucking matter. We're. <laughs> We're in Uwe Bowl land, for Christ's sake. So they do a good job of uh, blasting the fuck out of Christian Slater's apartment building because ah. apparently he owns the building. And then uh, at the end of this little shitstorm, uh, Burke, who is Stephen Dorff, is like, all right, look, you fuckers, uh, I need your help because there's mm-hmm. some, a real shit sandwich coming our way and we got to figure this out. I'll brief you in the air. Yeah. So here's what we're going to – we're going to jump to some cl- conclusions here. Uh, Lionel Hudgens, the doctor who's masterminding this shit, uh, he is operating out of an abandoned gold mine not too far from here. And we know that because uh, 713 has like a paranormal energy detector array. And there's an African-American young lady with a backwards baseball hat on a keyboard that is going to tell them exactly where to go. She's like... Go to the, uh, go to, yeah. oh, what, what, I got a headset too. Oh, go to the fucking, go over there to the gold mine. That's where it is. So they go over there they set up this big p- defensive perimeter. They got like Gatling guns and stuff and motion detected things. And they have to go into the gold mine, use the, uh, artifact to open the, what was it? The Amber Crombie? Yeah. A combi. They have to open the combi door mm-hmm. to get into the, the catacombs, and that's where they can actually put an end to the whole shit. Mm. So that's the plan, okay? Mm-hmm. So they call everybody in from Unit 713, set up this big defensive perimeter. They expect, like, a bunch of these monsters to be in the woods, and they're right about that part, while, uh, like, a secret tactical team is going to go down into the mine. Tactical team, of course, includes Stephen Dorff, Tara Reed, um, Christian Slater in his Snake Plissken duster, and like three or four random dudes who we know are going to get killed mm-hmm. in the midst of this. And that's what's exact. If this was Star Trek, they'd be wearing red shirts. <laughs> that's a Star Trek reference, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Boom! I don't even watch Star Trek. All right. Anyway, enough enough about that. So we get down there. Hi, Jason. Hey, Brad Street's in the house. Uh, we get this big perimeter set up. All this high-speed equipment, they mm-hmm. can't figure out how to run the fucking generator mm. to get the power to the equipment. You got like one guy with a cigarette behind his ear, and he's like, oh, here I go. I'm going to get it fixed. Oh, fuck. That hurt. Give me five more minutes. No, you said that ten minutes ago. Okay, here we go. Oh, shit. So he's fucking around with this generator. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he gets it up and running. Now, what we know about these creatures is that there's a certain light spectrum that they cannot exist in. So when they cut, co- it's kind of like um, uh, I Am Legend when the the creatures come running and then Will Smith turns the lights on. Oh, so it was kind of like that because mm-hmm. we have all these perimeter lights set up and Gatling guns and everybody's like got their car fives with special lamps on them and all that shit. 
Because when I think <laughs> of solid tactical comp, what? Tactical competency. Yeah, picture terrorism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's who, Jake, she is who you want on your A team. Okay? Absolutely. You want her and mm-hmm. uh, like an Eddie Bauer jacket because that's yeah. what you got here. <laughs> Like, she's going to stop a nosebleed. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So, it's all fun. Hey, we're having a good time here, all right? So, Mm -hmm. uh, down they go into the the gold mine to try to find this fucking thing. Now, plot hole number 512. This... I don't know what city we're in, okay? But we have we've made references to the southern tip of Chile, uh, like Chinese, like writings, Sanskrit, all these different cultures, okay? Yet for some reason, all of these drastic events in this lost tomb is somewhere in the same city where Christian Slater has his apartment, and seems to be about two blocks away from there. So that's kind of strange because. They get into a helicopter. It takes them about six minutes to get there from the helicopter, from Christian Slater's apartment. It's in New York. You got like Brooklyn, Manhattan, Long Island. Where you want to go? So you're telling me you can get from the southern tip of Chile to any of the five boroughs in New York in less than 12 hours. Wrong. Somehow you can in this movie. Okay. All right. You want to say New York? It's fine. It doesn't make any fucking sense, but all right. Uh, so regardless, that's where they are. They get down there. Um, they're, they get to a point like a weird sand pit where like these worms come out and they eat like two of the guys. It's all very scary. They have to explode like this wall to get through there. Mm. They have to, they get in, they find the old laboratory of Dr. Hudgens, which is where he was conducting all these, uh, experiments on the kids. Mm -hmm. Scary stuff. And then of course, Christian Slater finds one with his name on it. He's like, Oh, that's this is where my childhood was. I don't remember anything. And it says Carnsby on. He's like, oh, Craig, great, yeah. Now he's got to take the artifact, put the piece in there, and use it to unlock the door. Yes. So, but the the part that okay. So this whole time, uh-huh. the laboratory was literally from here to that closet, from the. The breeding ground of these monsters. Yes. And all it really took was a little click, and then you had to throw the power switch, and you were in. So all this time, really all you had to do, all, all you really needed was like a jackhammer to go around the door thing and dig your way in, and then there they are. But... There is all kinds of shit underneath New York. Uh... Don't even think about it. Too Number much. one, okay, <laughs> okay. I'm trying not to think about it. And I'm trying not to shit on this movie too, by the way, which is very easy to do because this fucking movie sucks. I'm sorry. All right. So regardless, uh, Hudgens meets him down there, and he's got like a car fight. He's like, "Drop your weapons. Give me that artifact thing. Yeah. I'm gonna open this thing up." And uh, Tara Reed is like, "No, you don't know what the." The scripture says, it says we're all going to die if you open that up. He's like, I don't give a shit. So they kind of battle it out there for a minute. Uh, Unfortunately, he clicks the little turn thing before they kill him. Mm -hmm. And then up comes the door. So Stephen Dorff, Tara Reid, and Christian Slater go into the door. And they see the big array of monsters. And it's like a big 
catacomb type of a thing and it's pitch black in there and as the camera pulls back we see there's like hundreds of these monsters crawling around see even jason said new york has insane sewer stories you're exactly right but this isn't number one we don't know that we're in new york we could just as easily be in san francisco number two well they got sewers there too they do but this is not a sewer this is a secret laboratory (laughs) underneath an orphanage hey washington seattle has the secret cities underground so sure yeah okay let's call it washington or seattle and let's talk about the secret cities (laughs) not just a random laboratory where 20 kids were abducted and uh, experimented on okay regard i don't want to nitpick this but regardless (laughs) Uh, they're like, whoa, whoa, look at all these fucking monsters. Shit, let's oh. get out of here. So Stephen Dorff being the hero of the movie, he's like, I'm going to set these explosives and we're going to get out of here. So he sets the explosives and they go hauling ass. Uh, he gets to a safe distance and he hits the clacker in classic Joker style. The clacker doesn't work. So he's like, I got to go back. You guys get out of here. So they go up the ladder. They come out right outside the orphanage, right? Uh, Dorff hits the clacker. Kaboom, blows a hole wall down so the monsters mm-hmm. can't get out he somehow survives and then we cut to outside the orphanage as these uh tara reed and christian slater kind of they're all burned up looking and they come out and then they come out and then there's the orphanage so the the whole ancient civilization catacomb was underneath new york and right next door to the uh uh, experimental laboratory which was underneath the orphanage where the entire movie started which is about three blocks away from christian slater's apartment which is about four and a half blocks away from the museum which is less than six hours away from the boat where the guy tried to uh manhandle the professor to begin with so really i think this whole thing took place like oakland i say oakland oakland <laughs> bay okay I, I mean that's the that dude well no that doesn't make sense because the southern coast of chile so it's got to be somewhere in south america but that doesn't make any fucking sense either right i i felt None like of this movie makes any fucking sense i just felt like it was new york because of the weather there was a bridge and there was also there a, was bridge. a bridge but the weather wasn't as hot as it would be in san it francisco it could be not the um, same Dorf who played Chucky. No, no. that's Dorif, mm-hmm. uh, Brad Street. That's uh, Brad Dorif. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, of course, Dwarf. Dorf. Dwarf. Dorf. He's 5'7". That makes him legally not a dwarf. Dwarf. <laughs> now you're fucking me all up. All right. Anyway, Monica wants to have sex with him, even though, no. she, even though she won't admit it. Uh, so, okay, they come out and they find that Sister Clara has uh, committed suicide there in the orphanage. Mm-hmm. All the kids are gone. Yes. They start walking around the city and they find the city has been evacuated. Okay. Oh, okay. I had a problem I with have a this. Problem. <laughs> I have a problem with it as well. But by all means, go right ahead. I'm the, okay, so... Okay, so during, as they're walking down the street, everybody's car is parked on the sidewalk. Like if you just came home from work and you parked, but you got the one random car. There's like two or three of them. Yes, parked this way. And In I'm the middle like, of an intersection. Oh my God, really? So I'm led to believe, 
Okay, the city has been ev- evacuated mm-hmm. as stated by the placard at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. So am I to believe that by evacuation... Secret crush. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody just jumped out of their vehicles and ran in opposite directions? Right? Because that's what it appears to be. I'm not, I know that's not how cities are... We're in a quarantine right now. Mm-hmm. That's not how cities are evacuated. We all casually went back to our homes, uh, bought some toilet paper on the way and some gas station burritos, and here's where we've been ever since. Yeah. I didn't leave my fucking Jeep sitting in the middle of an intersection. Thank you. Like crossways to fuck everybody else up. And when they did this scene, now I felt like I was in L.A., uh, could be. Yeah. It could be L.A. That actually makes more sense than New York since, you know, you got there from the southern tip of Chile in less than four hours. And that, well, I mean, we get a cute little, like, Stephen Dorff, uh, Burke actually survives and you see him kind of come out of there and he's like, oh. Shocking. Oh, well, let me Isn't my that hair shocking that everybody else got killed of by course. the explosion except him? Either that or the monsters. And uh, that wasn't all that great either. There was one hot chick that got like her head split in half. That part was probably the high point of the entire movie. Oh, that was the, yeah, that was actually the best part of the movie. Yeah. The only like special effects. Uh, Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything else was CGI. Shitty CGI at that. I'm talking like uh, American Werewolf in Paris level CGI where the monsters look like they could have easily been sock puppets. I thought the monsters looked okay. They looked like PlayStation 1 cutscene <laughs> level monsters, which I know you'll understand. That being said, that's pretty much the end of your movie, except mm-hmm. we get to see Christian Slater and Tara Reed walk down an empty street, and then the camera zoom in on them like, here comes a monster. And yeah. And that's it. Look out! And then that's it. That's the end of your movie. And that was. Alone in the Dark from 2005. And it's, now you got to watch part two to see what happens. There is a part two. Mm-hmm. Have you seen part two? No, I almost started Are it. Are you going to? I'm thinking about it. Oh. I was also <laughs> thinking about Seed part two and Rampage part two. Oh, I've seen ra- all the Rampages, but uh, maybe I should watch part two I, of Alone in the Dark. I'm tempted. I want to see them get killed. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they're in it. I'll tell you right now. So they should get killed then, they, and the movie should pick up. When you're talking about UA Bowl sequels, mm-hmm. they don't have to have anything to do with anything. They could just be a totally different story about <laughs> nothing at all that has anything to do with the first movie. I don't know, man. I'm I'm curious. I'm more curious about a seed part two. Because I feel I oh, feel like there's some unfinished God. business. Isn't there a seed part two? There's a seed part two oh, and a three. Okay. There's three well, seed movies. I should watch them then. You know how many Blood Rain movies there are? I don't want to know about that one. Oh, I've got some bad news. No, <laughs> I will. I will tie you up outside next weekend. Oh, look out! And you won't be doing that movie. Hey, <laughs> hey now. Have you seen Night of the Demons? Love it, yes, Ryan. Yes, we have. That is a fantastic movie. Uh, which one? The original or I the I would remake? say, I'll uh, 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 stay away from that remake, Ryan. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's bad. With Eddie Furlong? Oh, is that Edward Fatlong. I would rather watch that. We put on that. about 200 pounds. <laughs> All right, inmates, we're going to take us a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff. That was uh, Alone in the Dark. We both say avoid it at all costs. Mm-hmm.
like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Monica? Yes. Um, here's the thing, man. I'm yes. not a, um, I'm not obviously an archaeologist, right? Yeah. But if you, um, if I come to you with like some artifacts, mm-hmm. it's probably best that you just send me on my way. Because okay. Because if, if, I, if I was like, hey, I need you to hold this for me for 24 hours. <laughs> dude, get the fuck on. I you know watched that Brady Bunch episode. Yes. <laughs> you saw, you've seen True Lies. You know how it goes. I'm trying to get a blowjob is what it boils down to. And I'm trying to be smooth and intriguing. And... Dude, just don't. Just don't even fall for it. Never fall for that. Ladies, never fall for that line. If somebody's trying to be like a secret agent or some horse shit, just tell them to shove off. Mm. They don't have the uh, the Ajanti dagger 
or the uh, Lost Grail of the Covenant or anything. They don't have anything. They're trying to get a blowjob is what it boils down to. And that includes me. If I come to you and I'm like, oh, I got the, well, I'll contact you in 24 hours. Just fucking th- whatever I gave you, just throw it away. It doesn't mean anything. I'm going to contact you and be like, oh, I can't, oh, oh, look at that. Blow my ears up. I know. All right. <laughs> Are you ready to get into uh, this episode of Blood Ride, Ms. Yes, Monica? absolutely. This one is entitled Bad Rider. Yes. Worst. I have to tell you, I do love the, the opening of Blood Ride. The guy getting on the bus. Oh, uh-huh. And all the dead, dead folks mm-hmm. hanging around. It's a bit telegraphed, though, because you have to understand. I mean, if you're a horror fan, you know exactly what's going on here, right? You're you on do? A sh- yeah, you're on a shitty bus to hell. Well, that's what I you're figured. You're on a shitty Greyhound bus, you're and going it's going to right hell. to hell. It doesn't even have the bathroom in the back. That's how bad the bus is. Are we on this bus? We probably should <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah. We'd be, we'd be the ones in the back talking shit the whole time. <laughs> Can we go faster? <laughs> There's no bathroom on this bus. Are we going to stop anytime yeah. soon? You're driving like a crazy guy. This episode is entitled Bad Rider, Inmates. Yes. Um, so what mm-hmm. we have here is a young lady in a creative writing class in college. Mm-hmm. And we have the... We've kind of seen this a little bit in Tales from the Crypt, and I know I broke into this a little bit more on the last episode, but this is kind of what this show is. Uh... You may remember an episode of Tales from the Crypt starring Harry Anderson in which he uh, portrayed a comic book artist and all the mon- actually for Tales from the Crypt all the monsters that he drew came to life and then he fell in love and he made a monster out of his current wife who killed his uh present love interest or vice versa and then that's kind of how this episode goes. So we have this young lady everything she's writing has come to life. Her, she's in a creative uh, writing uh, class in college. Her roommates are bitches, mm-hmm. so she finds ways to get even with them. And then we come to a weird situation at the end in which she actually gets stabbed by her mother-in-law at a family... Was it a family reunion or picnic? It was the parents of the boyfriend invited him over and he brought the girlfriend over. There it is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I can fix this because everything I write comes to life. And then she realizes, oh, I'm just a crazy bitch and everything. I, I the, the impression that I was left with here, Monica, is that every she was under the impression that everything she wrote came to life when, in fact, she's just a, a nutsack. Is that what you got? Maybe, or maybe it was. I don't know. What do you What do you think? That's what I got. No, I her, her and the her and the guy in class realized they had the abilities to write stories that right. came to life about each other. Right. So he thought it was funny to write about her, and then she, when she realized that he was writing about her and all these things were coming true. She did the opposite to him. Right. And then they got together and had dinner together. Right. And then that's when the story breaks into the mother-in-law is now writing the story because she doesn't like the girlfriend. Right. And so she proceeds to kill her. And then 
the the son is like, Mom, what did you do? And the mom's like, don't worry, I can fix this and starts typing on her laptop and then realizes, no, bitch, you really killed her. See, I kind of felt like it was all in her head, though. Like, she's the crazy bitch. She's fabricating all this shit because she wants to believe that the mother or the the girlfriend. The girlfriend. Oh, okay. Am I? I mean, I could be completely wrong. That's just what I left with. Oh, I felt it was the mother. The mother-in-law. Yes, because the mother-in-law was actually teaching the class. Remember? Right. And yeah. That, that's a very real possibility. Uh huh. I felt like in the 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 spectrum of mental instability here, the girlfriend was. If we, I mean, it could be mental illness. It could yes. be, but I just, I don't know, man. I if I if I wanted to put my left foot in reality, which I uh-huh. know is a stretch in these goddamn shows, but I feel like the 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 girlfriend was more apt to believe that what she could write would actually come to life. Yes, and that she could have easily fabricated this whole thing in her whole her own mind. Yeah, she could have. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it's a stretch. I know that. It's good though. You should check it out. I did. No, sure. I mean for the inmates. Yeah, inmates, you check yeah, it out. Yeah, you guys check it out. It's Absolutely. worth watching, definitely. It's, I mean, if, watch the first two. It's, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on, I'm like a mixed bag when it comes to this. <laughs> I liked it because it's, it's hard to watch like the anthology movies right. that the stories are all like, you can watch them all. Be like, oh, I like this one. But I, I I feel like this is a very tamed, watered-down version. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, if you watch the original Tales from the Crypt from the mm-hmm. 90s on HBO, you got plenty of boobs, you got plenty of blood, you got, like, ethnic slurs, you know what I'm saying? <gasps> You got you got you got down in the muck. Well, it was HBO. Yeah, but you also have to remember, this like, is, what is this? Is Norwegian? Yes, but you know when Netflix first came out, I remember watching Run, Bitch, Run on Netflix. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, they're playing this kind of movie on Dude. Netflix? They're not playing that kind of movie anymore on Netflix. Dude, but- there was like three years. Where you could watch yes. slaughtered vomit dolls on Netflix. I know, right? No age gate, no nothing. There's vaginas spewing <laughs> stuff out of them and people throwing up into corpses on slaughtered vomit dolls. You go you could just go on there and watch it anytime you felt like it. Uh, yeah, you know that's what, what I mean. Back then right. these were okay. So now I feel like they have to tame it down. Probably. Because it's not okay now for I don't know the new age crowd. I I mean I get that, but I mean for but for us horror fans, right? I feel like this is um, this is uh, you, I feel like this is something you could watch on the Sci Fi Channel, right? And that's what I mean. So they, it's kind of they, they've tamed it down a to lot. where you can now watch these and your kids can watch them. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. This is uh, uh, of the of the three episodes we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of them have been that great, <laughs> really. I'm really? So, I'm sorry. Oh. I would probably put this one number two. If I had to rate the three, I would probably go three Slick Brothers, mm-hmm. then this one. Then the the one at the beginning with the the chick with the rune stone. Oh, okay. How would you go so far? 
Uh, I would go one, three, two. You like the one, but the one had the the killing of the pets. I know, and that was really oh, that hit, tough for that me hit you. That because hit you in the I don't care if you offered me ten million dollars for ten million dollars, you would kill one of your dogs. No, I yes, would not. Would no, too. You absolutely have 12 dogs. No. Oh come on! I couldn't live with myself. I could. I'd be in torment I forever. I could live with yourself <laughs> no. quite easily. <laughs> You could kill one of my dogs. No. Take one of mine with you. I still wouldn't kill one of your go dogs. Go ahead. Pick one. No. I don't give a shit. Ten million? Yeah, uh-uh. go. Oh, fucking fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, inmates. Uh, that was this episode, this week's episode of Blood Ride. Join mm-hmm. us next week for another episode. Uh, in the meantime, my dears, we have to tell you what kind of movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? Absolutely. That was bad. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? I would like to implore you, Mm -hmm. my dear, to watch a a quick little series on Shudder right now called Cursed Films. Okay. Highly informative. It's only about five episodes. I think they run about an hour apiece. Mm. Um, what do you got? You got um, The Exorcist. Okay. And we're t- we go back. Oh. We, we talk to the directors, the writers, the various people involved. We got The Exorcist, The Omen, uh-huh. Poltergeist, uh, The Crow, okay. Twilight Zone. All of these movies had like famous deaths and other weird mishaps. I feel like I watched this before you somewhere. Should, uh, you should probably watch it again. Cause okay. The, I mean, Shudder goes like deep down. Mm-hmm. The Poltergeist episode, they get our man Sean Clark involved. Yeah. He takes us back to the original sets. He has a lot of the original props, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I'm inclined to believe horseshit all the way around. Mm. What do you think? You think these movies are cursed? The the one thing that stands out to me, and this this uh, bear just bear in mind the scope of things. This this part has been confirmed, and it's a little eerie. Mm-hmm. During the filming of the Omen, uh, the main actor, as he was flying over to e- England, his tr- his plane was struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. Then. The director of photography was also on a separate flight flying over to England from the United States. His plane was also struck by lightning. That's fascinating to me. Well, you know how I feel. I believe in the devil. And I do believe if you dabble in it, it will come. The the, <laughs> the thing they kept going back to in the uh-huh. Omen episode was the old proverb that the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist. And it was oh. like it was like he was trying to stop the movie from being made mm-hmm. to draw attention away from himself. Oh, look, I got goosebumps. You got goosebumps. <sighs> he, you no, that motherfucker does exist. He is Woo! out there. I don't care what anybody says. He is out there. God damn it! I hope so. And he is watching. I hope he's watching. And waiting. I hope he caught our live stream. <laughs> Because, you know, we need the viewers. And- well, you know what, Mr. Satan? I am willing to sell my soul to become famous podcaster. I'll, hey, I'll I'm give down. You, I'll give you a good price. You you can have me till I'm 60. 
Uh, After 60, you can have my soul, and yeah, I'm checking o- out. That's only like three years from now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't care. I'm going out good, though. <laughs> Check out that show. You're going to love it. Uh, five episodes. Each episode is on a different movie. Very in-depth. Very, uh, very definitely worth watching. Also watched yeah. a movie called Porno from 2019. <laughs> What's that? I didn't watch an actual porno. No, I know. I mean, I did, but this is an act, this is a different movie. This one's actually by Fangoria Films. Okay. It's a fun little movie. It's uh-huh. uh, low budget as shit. It's got some hot naked chicks in it. Okay. Uh, so basically what you have here is a very religious small town and some very religious teenagers that work at the small town movie theater mm-hmm. who stumble upon a cursed... I don't want to call it a porno tape. It looked more like a Rob Zombie movie uh, in the basement of their movie theater. Uh They throw it on, which thus summons a demon, which wreaks havoc upon them in the movie theater. Oh, Uh, There's a lot of dicks, a lot of uh, TNA. It's a a pretty good show. I thought it was a pretty good show, I thought. Okay. For being low budget as shit and uh, being about a naked chick running around a movie theater. Okay. Watch that. Also watched a movie that I know you watched, hmm. a sequel to a very good movie, something very near and dear to my heart, She Never Died. Oh, yes. She yes. never died. She never died. Wow. I the, love it. Love this movie, man. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you think? You know, at first, when I first started watching it, yeah. I was a little upset. Why? <laughs> Just because of her. What's wrong with her? Her character. I thought she was pretty hot. You didn't think so. No, but then I, you know, I stopped it yes. and I came back and and restarted it. Okay. And then I was like, oh, this bitch is badass, you Here, know? Here's what I loved about <laughs> it. And here, here's what you got to take going into it. Mm-hmm. You saw He Never Died. Right. You loved it. It's got that same deadpan humor to it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <gasps> I love the part where she's rest. The, the, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a part where she's got to kill some dudes, mm-hmm. and there happens to be a young lady who's being, quote unquote, human trafficked. Yes, and the young lady's like, "Oh my god, get away!" And mm-hmm. she's like, "All right," and then she turns around. And walks out. Right, <laughs> I love it, man. That's, yeah, here, here's what I love about it: you can s- almost visualize. Henry Rollins' character from the first movie doing the exact same shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You've got the same staples. You've got the diner. You've got this weird, dreary, um, Portland-esque town. Yeah. You've got this, this knucklehead clan of uh, organized crime fucktards. You know what I mean? It's You've got all the elements that you had from the first movie. You basically just took Henry Rollins out and put uh, this young A lady. girl in it. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I loved. I don't think it's quite as good as the first one, but it's definitely on par. How do you feel about about it? Uh, well, see, I was a little upset at first because she was a girl, okay. so I was like, "Oh God, a girl!" And then when I restarted it, and then when I got into the killing seats, then I was like, "Man, this bitch is." Badass. She Love reminds it. me of Michonne from yeah. Walking Dead. Just, but with that, and you know? then I was like, "Oh, yeah, fuck these fucking stupid fucking guys up." They're a bunch yeah. of cocks, man. Yeah. We need it. more people like this in the real world. I love it. Mm-hmm. I would love to be one of those guys. You just no, you know. I the only know. thing that I kind of missed a little bit was uh, Henry Rollins, like. Pulling the bullets out of his forehead. 
You know what I mean? Well, he's like, ah, they're going to give me migraines if I don't dig them out. You know? She just kind of like took the damage and moved on. But that's fine. Yeah. I don't I don't want to ruin this for you, but if you yeah. I, w- I will say if you liked He Never Died, mm-hmm. you will definitely like She Never Died. Yes, because like I said, once you watch this one, you will be expecting the part 3. It's got mm-hmm. all the ele- the like the the most <laughs> precious elements of He Never Died minus Henry Rollins, mind you. You'll find that in She Never Died. And we have a dog in the movie. We do. Like John Wick. We do. Yay! I love that dog. <laughs> what kind of dog do you think that was? I thought it was a pit bull. Uh, I don't know, man. It kind of looked like a boxer. Like at the beginning when the guy's doing the Russian roulette thing. I don't uh, know. It's, it I, could be half and half. It might just be some kind of yeah. mutt. But I love that dog. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I like this movie. I love this movie. Yes. Uh, Audrey Cummings, the director. Mm. Some someone to keep an eye on for sure. Awesome. And, and that inmates is what we've been looking at this week. Let's mm-hmm. jump into a little. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have anything else? Um, I watched on Hulu. Uh, Puka lives. I didn't watch the first Puka. I I thought about it, man. I saw that. Okay. So what? Okay. All right. So Hulu has themselves a trademark horror villain. With this Puka character. Uh-huh. Now, I tried with the first Puka movie. There was a first there one? There is one. Yeah. No, there's there's two of them now. This is, oh. This is the sequel. Okay. The first one is one of those goddamn Into the Dark things that we did like a, a year ago. Okay. So, I tried to watch it, and uh-huh. I was like... I didn't know there was a first you one. You can watch it. I believe it's just called Puka. Okay. I'm going to watch it. So, I couldn't get into the first one. I okay. was like, this is goddamn stupid. What? How was the second one? I really, I personally enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, the the acting was good. It was, even though I know they weren't famous actors, um, their acting was really good. And when I watched it, I felt like this was a pretty good horror movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Puka, mm-hmm. it's... I liked it. It's the, the titular character of Puka, yeah. I assume. Right, he's back. He's back. All right. I didn't know he was in the first one, but now I'm going to have to watch it tonight. It's just called Puka, I believe. (laughs) Hmm. And Uh, then I watched The Decline. What is The Decline? On on Netflix. What is that? It's about those group of people that go to the survival camp in the snow, in the woods, and uh, a freak accident happens. And then you got these crying uh, liberal bitches that are like, oh, my God, we got to call the police and tell them what happened. And the owner's like, no, we cannot call the police because then they will know about this place. Okay. (laughs) So you know what happens. We got to off those people. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? What? The second season of Slasher. (laughs) Which was by and far the best season of Slasher, if you ask me. That is, you're right. I, uh, yes. This would be worth an immersion therapy movie. Okay. But yeah, I enjoyed it. And I pretty much uh, finished watching the season five of Better Call Saul. (gasps) You're in love. You're in love with Saul. He's the greatest man ever. I love his personality. Have, are you? Uh, I would be as crooked as fuck as him. Well, yeah, of course. He's making all kinds of money. Uh, but have you seen the Mayans yet? Which 
Which the one spin-off of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, I didn't really into get it? into it, no. How could you not? I didn't really care for it. That's a spin-off. No. You love that. No. You love Sons of Anarchy. I love Sons of Anarchy. But you couldn't get get into the mind. No. All right. I don't get it. I don't understand what you I don't understand her logic, but let's do a little immersion therapy, kiddo. Yeah. Girls with It's a fu- it's it's funny mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Buddy chose not to show up tonight, isn't it? Isn't it funny? I wish I could just not show up when I picked a shitty movie. What? Oh, re- oh really? You like this? <laughs> Slap you with it. Immersion therapy. <laughs> what did you think of Girls with Bones? <laughs> okay. I was annoyed with the guy singing. We didn't need him at all. I could see that they were trying to throw in the humor. Right. I didn't need him at all, but I did I did like the movie. I felt like I was in Anna and the Apocalypse. Cuz of the fucking I, musical stuff? I No, just the comedy in okay. it. Okay, all right. Um I thought it was okay. I will tell you I will take Anna and the Apocalypse over Girls with Balls. That is true. Um but the that gunshot to the head scenes were fantastic. I really liked it when they blew like half her hand off. The, the yes. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. Like all this is gone. Um, here's the, here's okay. A couple of issues and I don't want to shit on this movie either, okay. but what we have is a high school or mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. Senior team. Okay. It's a high school volleyball uh-huh. team. So we have two lesbians, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Uh, one of them chain smokes and wants to fist fight everybody. On top of that, we have the queen bitch who, while she is a queen bitch, doesn't mind table dancing in front of a bunch of rubes. Uh, not only rubes, mind you, but like weird French artisanal rubes. Yeah. How does any of that make any fucking sense? More to the point, the weird pervo uh, coach who is quite possibly balls deep in two or three of these broads, but at the same time doesn't have a problem running off when they're all in danger. Really? I don't know, man. I mean, I... Okay, maybe I'm thinking too much about this. Maybe yeah. I should just relax and let the humor wash over me, but I can't get get past the point where, <laughs> like, they're all smoking cigarettes. You know? Oh. These are supposed to be high school seniors. I... I didn't get that feeling at all. Uh, two of them are knuckle deep in each other at all times during the movie until one of them gets killed. Uh, and that's very common in high school girls. I get that, but not right in front of the coach on the weird touring van. I felt the coach really didn't give a shit. He was very open-minded because obviously this was a European movie. Right. And he didn't care. He was just a fat bastard. He was a fat bastard. <laughs> Which brings me to the next point. <laughs> yes. What the fuck is this guy doing coaching uh, girls softball? Or, uh, I don't know. I don't even All think right. he was the coach. I think I'm he was just the bus driver, basically. You're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. And I kind of felt like the, the tough chick that was a lesbian right. was kind of like looking at Crease. How she would be. Okay. Uh, I felt the hot chick that was kind of a bitch. Yes. 
Might have been the Red Queen. Uh, She was was my favorite, by the way. (laughs) She was my favorite, too. She was definitely hot. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) But I almost felt like I could relate to the, the tough lesbian chick. Okay. But I'm not a lesbian. Okay. But I was like, fuck, I would have fucked that guy up already, you know? But it was a fun movie. Uh, I just couldn't. I mean, I was probably of the wrong mindset going into it. Oh. But I mean, what, what I okay, I'm going to I'm going to own this one because what the fuck was I thinking going into a movie called Girls with Balls? It's a volleyball team. I know. And I love volleyball. I do. Like, I am down for volleyball okay. all day. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like to watch volleyball. I like to watch chicks play volleyball. Yeah. Um, Beach I volleyball. I guess a lot of the humor was just lost on me. Oh. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, she's such a tough fucking bitch. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. she's telling the nerdy girl what a fat piece of shit she is and you know what go fuck yourself and fuck you and oh you got you got a call from the talent scout oh don't worry you won't last long and then out of nowhere she starts table dancing at a weird backwoods bar how does that make any fucking sense to anybody i felt like that would have been me that would have been you with the table dancing but you and me have... also telling you off, going, "No, bitch, you're short. How do you think you're going to be on a volleyball team? No, Whatever. You would not do that. Uh, no, I would. No. I'd be thinking it. You'd be thinking it, I'd but you wouldn't thinking... say it to her. <laughs> yeah, I like... wouldn't say it because I don't want to cause trouble. Yeah, I know. But I know. I'm like... I know how you get. You're Hello, like... officer, can you believe that five foot two bitch thinks she's going to play volleyball and get a... a sponsor before me fuck her yeah see that's how you are but you don't say it to her face no i don't And you're not like bitch what the fuck no i don't know man (laughs) that part kind of threw me off um the uh the team captain who is like a kung fu expert oh uh, that's a bit much all right Uh, the one with the glasses she was my favorite she reminded me of uh 90210 the nerd chick off of there what was her name like andrea or something i have no idea oh 90210 are you kidding me i was like look at this bitch (laughs) i don't know man uh you're probably right (laughs) i uh i think that uh it's worth one watch that's what tim said check it out one time our co-host over at the old uh, Horror for Dummies cast, he said, it's worth one watch. Check I'm not it out. mad at it. You are. I'm not <laughs> mad. At, no, I'm not mad at it. I'm mad uh-huh. at myself because I came in with the wrong mindset, I guess. <laughs> oh. I guess I, I needed to, uh, to do some edibles or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. That was uh, what? Uh, girls immersion with therapy. Girls with balls. I say give it a watch one time. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Super Dark Times, now streaming on Netflix, uh, chosen by Kevin over in Tokyo, Japan. Check that out, inmates. We'll do the same and compare notes next week. Right now, however, we have to compare, or excuse me, uh, educate Miss Monica. Educating Miss Monica. Monica? 
Yes. Alan, uh, Tim, Tony Toon, mm-hmm. who did not email. Um, myself, I think we all nailed you last week with Frozen. Yeah. Not the Disney movie, but actually the uh, the Adam, the Adam one Adam Green movie that I mm-hmm. liked. Yes. It's a good show. I like, what did you think? You like Frozen? Yes. And okay. I totally forgot now that you said that. I did happen to check out a movie called Break. Okay. That was kind of like this. All right. Where they're, uh, obviously it's in Europe, Switzerland, whatever the fuck. And they're in a gondola and on New Year's Eve. Okay. And it stops. Okay. Because the guy uh, that pulled the lever, his necklace got stuck in it. Okay. Oh my God. I was like sweating and having anxiety over the the height scenes. And the Frozen does the same thing for me. See, I didn't... I was in panic mode. I, I'm one of those guys that looks at it and says, I can, I can figure this out. I can handle this. You know what I mean? Frozen especially. <gasps> Because if they had, okay, they got stuck on the on the ski lift. Yeah. If somebody gets the fuck out of there that night, they uh-huh. can get down the slope before anybody leaves the resort and get the fucking thing running. So who's gonna jump? Nobody I- has to jump. You climb up the fucking thing like uh, what was his name? Not Sean. A- uh, Sean Ashmore uh-huh. did in the second act. Oh. Unfortunately, my God. he decided to wait forty eight hours before he did so. And then got eaten by wolves. If he had done it that night, he could have made it down there before Kane Hodder left the resort and caught right. him and been like, hey, let's get it going and bring my friends in. Oh, my God. Instead, they decide to fuck off. They should have jumped when he was up there driving they the thing. They don't have to jump. They climb up just like Ashmore oh. did. Shimmy down and then down the fucking Oh, hill. my God. I couldn't do it. This is, this, this is one of my pet peeves in horror movies. The easy out. <laughs> Lots of time, like uh, I l- take Pumpkinhead for example. Yeah, love that movie. Uh huh. I love it. I swear by it. But it's got a very easy out. Mm. Call the fucking cops. <laughs> you can't call the cops. Jason has been locked up twice. He's going back to juvie <laughs> if you call the cops. Call the fucking cops, you assholes. No, oh, God, I hate it. <laughs> I hate that. The easy out. Call the fucking... <sighs> Don't be dickheads. <clears throat> and this was another one. Go up there. Night of. Go down there. Catch uh, Kane Hodder and you'll be on your way. Mm. Instead, oh, we're just going to sit here and... Oh, I don't know. They're going to figure it out eventually, and they'll let us down. Oh, no, they won't. Well, good thing I'm scared of heights, because I never would have gone up the ski would've. lift. I would have done it. Period. I would have had us back home in time for lunch. Oh, God. Heights don't bother me. God damn it. All right, Monica, hit us with some clues this week, kiddo. Woo. This one is so exciting. Okay. Okay. I think I found a way out where his last words... As his head got chopped off. Clue number two. Man, there are so many missing person posters around this town. Three, heading out west for a weekend getaway. Four, yeah, guys, we are staying in this cabin where so many people were murdered in. Five, (laughs) there's a mine shaft with a nasty smell. Wonder what it could be. Six, this little bitch got an axe to the chest. Seven, nothing like a tractor over the head. And eight, how about being gagged with your own dick? This sounds like so much fun. Where are we going? Oh, fuck. 
That sounds like easily 300 movies that I know. All right, inmates, think about that. Let us know what you come up with. We will have an answer for you next week. In the meantime, uh, paddedroompodcast.com is where you find us or anything you need to know about us. Um, Patreon link is where where you'll find that also. Uh, If you have time, go over to the Apple iTunes uh, link, the little purple icon on your phone. Leave us a five-star review and a little something in the comment section. That helps our visibility quite a bit. Also, um, I think that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, thanks, everybody. Join us next week Mm -hmm. for House of the Dead. House of the Dead. Concluding UA Bowl month. That's a video game, right? It is a video, yeah. Yeah, It's a much better video game than a movie, (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. Uh, If you're not mad at me already, prepare to be mad at me next week. (laughs) Because this movie fucking sucks. Um and if you want, what? pick what flavor Four loco you want us sure. to drink next week. Black was not bad. It tastes yeah. like Monster Energy. I got about a little bit left here. Yeah. I think, Mon- did you kill yours? No. How much you got left? <laughs> Maybe a half. All right, we're going to pound these. before. Oh, the- God. Here, let's pound them right now. Before no, I got to drive home. You'll be fine. Oh, my we go. God. We're pounding them right now. Four loco Black, down the head. Oh, that was a bad idea. That was a, uh, that was a bad idea. If you want oh. to stay on my couch tonight, it's fine. <laughs> oh. <coughs> All right. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, inmates. Don't um, pick a pick a better drink than Four loco. Jesus Christ, Monica's mm-hmm. trying to kill me. Um, <laughs> Paddedroompodcast.com mm-hmm. is where you find anything you need to know about us, any of our subsidiary programs. Uh, Resurrection of Zombie 7 podcast, mm. the Horror for Dummies, the Horror mm-hmm. Return, or the not Horror Returns, Wicked Wednesdays, um, anybody else you need to know about? Psycho Four. Bunnies, thank Psycho you. Psycho Bunny, Death Cult, of course. Four, Miss Monica, Buddy in Absentia, Uwe Boll, uh, Christian Slater, Stephen Dorff, Tara Reed. Um, before she had all that weirdo plastic surgery. Thank you, Tara Reed. Made her look like the Elephant Man. Uh, guys that cheat on their wives. <laughs> Vinyl soundtracks that don't need to be made. The Immortal, Philippe Nehon. Uh, HBO shows that have not yet been made, but I'm sure are going to kick ass. Mm. And the Padded Room Podcast. Visiting hours are over. Bye. Yeah, have a great week. Have a great week, bitches. <laughs>